0: so money episode 43 j money you're listening to so money with award-winning money guru farnoosh
1: each day get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds authors influencers and from farnoosh yourself looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons sorry you're in the wrong place seeking profound ways to live a richer happier life Welcome to So
0: Money. Hey everyone, welcome back to So Money. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. I am pumped for today's episode. Very excited to introduce today's guest. He is one of the most influential financial bloggers of our time. He's the founder of Two personal finance websites. The first is BudgetsAreSexy.com, and the second is RockStarFinance.com. He also coaches those interested in blogging and online business, and his name is Jay Money. Like many of us, Jay struggled with money and made some poor choices early on in life. And so what did he do naturally? Well, he decided to blog about it. And in 2008, he started his first personal finance blog, BudgetsAreSexy.com, to track his spending and keep himself accountable. And that actually worked. It worked not only for himself, but for the millions of readers who come to him. And since then, he's built his net worth to over half a million dollars just by doing what he loves. Now, a few takeaways from our interview with Jay. Why home ownership, he says, is not for everyone. So if you're renting and you're thinking about owning, you'll wanna take some notes. How Craigslist helps Jay develop better money habits and he actually makes money weekly off of Craigslist. Also, some awesome tips for reducing your phone bill. And I'm actually going to re-listen to this section because I just got my Verizon bill. Girlfriend had some overages on data, and my bill is $100 higher than it normally is. Yeah, who feels bad for me? Without further ado, here is Jay Money. Jay Money, welcome to So Money. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm fantastic. You're uh, what Someone that I I've, I've, I just knew when I started this podcast, I was like, I got to get Jay Money on the show. You are a rock star in the world of personal finance, and I've had the privilege of, of knowing you for uh, some time now, getting to meet you in person occasionally at FinCon events, and uh, you've become a friend. Uh, you're one to watch in personal finance. There's not a lot of people like you in the sense that I think you make personal finance really fun, really relatable. You really dive in and include yourself and your story in in the lessons that you teach. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Your site's BudgetsAreSexy.com, and now you've got Rockstar Finance. You're growing. Tell us, though, how it all began.
1: Yeah. Well, first, thanks for the wonderful uh, introduction. I need to listen to that every morning when I wake up to get me uh, pumped up.
0: (laughs) The farnoosh (laughs) affirmations. (laughs) That's right. I like that.
1: Um, Yeah. So my story um, is kind of interesting. So um, I, I was never really good with money, never really bad. I kind of just go with the flow. Um, and I had a, I bought a house when I shouldn't have. Um, back in the day, I, I was on a whim. I bought it and I thought, you know what? I better like get a budget. I better like get my finances in order. Um, so I just went online and I think I Googled like need a budget or something like that. And I came across all these uh, blogs. I didn't even know what blogs were, but people were just talking about their stories and, and giving their details. Like, here's my net worth. Here's what's in my savings, my debt. And it's just something we don't like talk about in real life a lot, you know? Um, yeah. And I was really excited. I thought, man, this is so cool. Like people are just blurting it out there. And I was learning because I connect with people more than I do like a company or like, you know, organization or whatever. Um, so I said, well, crap, you know, I'm going to start one too. You know, why not have some fun, learn about money, share my own stories. And I just started kind of on a whim and here we are, man, almost seven years later doing it full time for a living. And it, it really, you know, changed my life. It's pretty crazy.
0: There are so many people who try to do what you have done and failed to be kind, um, to put it gently, <laughs> you know, I think that, There, I'm curious to know, what do you think differentiates you? There are a lot of financial bloggers out there. Um, Some are more successful than others. I consider you to be among the more successful ones. What do you think is your secret in your sauce?
1: Um, I think two things. One, I think like you have to really enjoy what you're doing, you know, like writing about money and, and talking about it. And it's just like, it's kind of like a hobby, like a passion, you know? Um, Because with blogging, especially when you're first starting out, you're writing, you're sharing and no one, you know, your parents might be reading maybe if you're lucky, but you have like no readers at all. So you can go months without any comments, without much, you know, anything. So you really have to like it. Um, And then I think secondly, not going into it like, oh, I'm going to go and make this big, huge site and I'm going to make tons of money and all that kind of stuff like everyone that I know that have, you know, quote, made it blogging, like no one even knew you could make money, they just did it for fun, and then grew an audience. And they all have their, you know, unique stories. And, um, and then it kind of just grew from there, you know, organically. So um, I think people I think a lot of people see those that are making money and, 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 you know, getting into mainstream media and stuff and kind of want to do it just for those reasons. And and usually, and I do coaching for blogging, and as soon as someone tells me, oh, I just want to make some money online. And I think blogs a good way to go. I'm like, ah. like we're probably not going to be a good fit because you know, there's plenty of other. I mean, it takes, you know, I've been doing this for seven years, 40, 50, sometimes 70 hours a week. So like you really have to yeah. like it. You know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Jump right in, yeah. Well, now you're seven years into this. What is on the horizon as you're going into uh, your seventh year?
1: Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm trying to just figure out how to simplify and focus and, and not, to be honest, work as much as I do, you know, it's funny, like you always read, you know, like your favorite entrepreneurs, or you're hearing these stories, and everyone's like hustling 24 seven. And before kids, that was me, like, I like prided myself in like the more I could work like the awesomer I was. And now I'm kind of realizing like, it doesn't like you can work like your tail off, you know, but like, you have to enjoy life. And you especially with kids, like I'm realizing there's more important things than just like your career, you know, so my whole mind is kind of shifting. I've been used to hustling so hard that I'm trying to rewind and say, hey, let's focus on the stuff that you really care about. That's fun, but try and give yourself, you know, a night off here and there or even the weekends, you know, God forbid. Um, so it's been a challenge. But you know, as far as the sites, I'm just enjoying them. Um, and I think I think I might try and do my first product that I've never done before. You know, I don't have any books. I don't have anything but the blog and I like just being a blogger, but. You know, I'm going to try and see what else is out there that I can try and do, too.
0: Well, I'm reading a new book called Launch. It's actually not a new book, but it was one that was recommended to me for anyone who wants to start an online product or service. It's called Launch. Perfect. And it's kind of the Bible that a lot of successful online business owners use. And uh, I'll let you know how it's going. But so far, so good.
1: Yeah, perfect. No, I appreciate that. That would be great.
0: Yes. Okay. Jay, let's transition to my so many questions. I can't wait okay. to learn your answers and, and how you think in like kind of what's in your head right now. About I like money. the title
1: of so money, by the way.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I still, knew you would.
1: Yeah, well, because with finance, you know, it's like mostly is very strict and, you know, kind of like in a box. And so people like you, it's just fun to talk about it. In a more fun, casual way, you know. Yes,
0: so thank cool. you. Well, that's kind of the goal of the show. It's not, you know, it's not meet the press. It's it's very uh, conversational and anything can go and nothing is wrong. Everything is right uh, as long as it's personal and true and honest. And I think I can get that from you. Let's get philosophical, Jay. Let's talk about a <laughs> money mantra that you have, if I can call it that. Something <laughs> that, you know, a saying that you live by that really encompasses how you Uh, think and act with your money?
1: Yeah. So this is something that I've been realizing over time. So I'm been, so with money, there's like a lot of like emotional stuff. And then there's a lot of like the factual, you know, math stuff. And I'm realizing over time that I'm very emotional person. And what I'm finding is the more that I actually focus on the stuff that's exciting me that I'm interested in, whether it's money, career, you know, life, whatever it is, I focus on that my success rate goes like through the roof and I'm like enjoying everything that I'm doing. So for example, like years ago, like when I first started blogging, it was fun. And I thought, Oh, you can make some money. Oh, great. Let's see like how much money I can make. So I was hustling all the time, as I mentioned earlier, and I was really into like just making money, right? That was like my goal for like a couple of years. And now with kids, I'm kind of backtracking and I'm kind of thinking, you know what? Like, Let's see if I can work less. But but in order to do that, I need to cut my expenses down. Right. And I was so concentrating on making money. And now I'm like, yeah, I'd love to still have more money. But now I'm like, what's the what's what do I want to focus on? And that's, you know, a more casual, like relaxed, fun life. Um, And So now I'm I'm into this doing this thing called um, challenge everything where I'm going through all my bills that I've never really paid attention to too much, you know, over the years. And I'm just trying to figure out a way to, to cut them down, but still have my lifestyle. You know, so for me, um, whether it's like debt, whether it's investing, saving, whatever I'm super excited about, I jump in and then I, I see that my momentum keeps me going and I, and I accomplish whatever it is that I'm, you know, going towards.
0: I like that. Challenge everything because there are no sacred cows in your budget.
1: <laughs> if it yeah. really comes you know, down to what, it. Like- Oh man, like even like seven, eight months ago, if you like, I have an iPhone, I love my iPhone. And if you said, Hey, next month, you're going to get rid of the iPhone for like a different plan that costs like 25 bucks a month instead of a hundred there's no way in hell I would have done it. Like, I, I was just like, no, like, there's things that are off limits, you know? What
0: is this plan, and do you like it? Because I'm looking around. Yeah,
1: so, um, so yeah, so, so what I do is um, I'm really bad at researching, so I start paying attention to what all, my my friends are doing and what I respect. So a lot of, like, the early retirement people out there I'm paying attention to, and almost all of them was raving about Republic Wireless, um, you know, and they use cell phones and everything through um, – they use the Wi-Fi stuff for the most part. So, to, for example, so – my wife and I, we paid, I think at the peak, $150, $180, something like that a month for our two iPhones with, uh, I think it was Verizon. And now we pay $50 a month, unlimited everything, you know, internet, whatever you want, texting, calling through our two phones. Um, and that was a big, you know, and even it's like, oh, it's $100 savings. Like, oh, that's cool. And so, but, but I thought like my wife is still kind of like, She's not mad at me, but, but she's like, well, let me like, like she wants, she doesn't really like thinking about money. And I said, well, you know what, like in order for us to really appreciate this, let's create a separate account and let's throw all like all these cha- these bills that I'm challenging. I did cell phones. I did um, car insurance. Um, I did, um, I did like two, three others, whatever the differences that we're saving every month going forward, I'm just funneling into the separate savings account and I'm watching it build. And so now that I see these hundred dollars piling up every month, and this account keeps getting bigger, and I'm not allowed to touch it for a year, right? So it's already up. I think it's like three or four months now, and we're already over like two thousand dollars, and it's just sitting there. Those two thousand dollars that for the most part would have been spent, you know? Wow. So um, that
0: is the missing link for a lot of savers out there. You know, you you sort of you, you scale back on some expenses, but you don't actually funnel the savings into a deliberate account. Yes. And yes. are you are you like pre-saving? So this so this cell phone plan might be saving you, I don't know, a few, several hundred dollars a year. Are you Mm -hmm. like taking that several hundred dollars right now off the top and putting it in savings account?
1: No. So every month, um, whatever that I would have paid the month before or like when it, went before I cut the bills, if it was like a hundred bucks, I would just funnel a hundred dollars every month, you know, the first of the month into that account. So it's gradually doing it as if like, you know, so I guess in real time. Um, and what I'm finding is it's interesting a, because, now that all the money's piling up, it's actually gotten me to like be, you know, going back to like doing what I'm like, what excites me. I'm trying to like find ways to pump it up even more. And there's only a certain amount of bills you have and you don't want to cut like, like I could cut my cable out completely, but then I'm not going to be happy. Right. That's yeah. something to enjoy. So I cut it down from like, I don't know, it was also similarly $180 a month or something ridiculous. to so now it's like down to like a hundred. So that was like a nice savings, but like, I'd still like, I get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, So now I'm like, well, let me see what else I can do. So I started like selling things, you know, from my house on Craigslist or eBay and like any or if I get like a refund check or if I get like some random money, like birthday money, Christmas money, I'm kind of just funneling anything extra into this account as well. Um, So the account just keeps piling. And again, like you said, like if you like anyone can save money but you have to actually put it somewhere or invest it or do something right. or else it's just going to, it's not saving money. You think you are, but yeah, you're not, in
0: theory. Yeah.
1: You, <laughs> yeah in theory.
0: you go from theory to actual real life savings.
1: <laughs> right. So, so just all these things, you know, like sometimes like health insurance, say, so, Hey, here's a $150 you overpaid or something, you know, magical, which never happens. Right? <laughs> but I just say, all right, instead of just depositing it, I'm going to put it in or you know or putting in my checking i'm going to put in my savings and then it's off limits i'm really good with like following rules that i give to myself yeah. so like i can't touch it for a year so my goal i want to try to hit five or six thousand so i can maybe max out an ira roth ira or something you know
0: amazing pretty- and you're probably blogging about this as you go along I suppose. oh oh yeah. Yeah, everything, yeah,
1: yeah everything oh yeah
0: you make budget sexy what
1: can i say <laughs> it's fun it's fun
0: take us down memory lay jay Share with us an experience, a financial experience, one of your earliest that you can remember that, uh, you know, was was a kind of an aha moment for you, maybe. Or later as an adult, you reflect on it and go, yeah, that's where I learned a lot about money.
1: Yeah. So the only two things that I can remember that were big, um, I'll do the easy one first, was my dad pretty much. when I went to college, it's was like, hey, we're going to help you. We're going to get you a credit card. I'll sign on it, whatever. Like, don't put anything extra on here, like, besides, like, whatever. Like, it was like, kind of like an emergency credit card when you're in college. Um, and that was fine. That kind of got me into the habit of only putting stuff on there originally that, you know, were just emergencies. And I would, like, every now and then, you know, goof off because I was a college kid and put, like, Skittles or something stupid on there. And my dad would, you know, catch me because he gets the bills, of course. Um, so over time, so he helped me a lot with the credit card stuff. But the one thing that, like, was really instrumental, was 401k matching. Like I used to work for the airlines. I moved to like New York city after I graduated college and I was doing all these different jobs I ended up working for the airlines. And as soon as I got, you know, it was like my first like real, like corporate job. And he was like, look, like funnel, get your 401k in there, start, start pumping it up. You know, whatever they match just put up to like whatever your employer matches. Um, I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like 3%. Yeah. I won't, won't worry, whatever. So in my head, I guess like he kept asking me about it, but I just assumed I did it, but I hadn't. And like the whole year goes by I'm working in there. And before I leave um, the, the job, I go to HR and I'm kind of like, "Hey, I haven't noticed these coming up on my my pay stubs. Like how much money do I have in this account?" Like I didn't know anything, you know. And like, what are you talking about? You never signed up. Oh, so the man. whole year I thought I was doing something and I didn't because I just didn't pay attention. Wow. You know? And my dad, oh man, he was livid, but but that one thing, so from that point forward, that was like the first thing any job I ever got, found out what they, you know, what the matching they were giving and then I would put it in. And that was like the one thing going back to like building momentum and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I I would put the money in and then every paycheck, you know, when you're really doing it, you actually see those numbers climbing, you know? And and again, when you're not touching it, the only way it can go up is a place it can go is up for the most part, depending on the markets, of course, but it just keeps going up. And it's automatic. You don't notice it. And it was just like, I mean, it's the stupidest thing, but it was like mind blown for me. So that, and that actually, when I started blogging, I was going to like track my net worth and, and show every month and going up because I, I would, you know, I started getting really hardcore about matching 401k. Um, you know, and that's a bulk of where most of my money came from, at least, you know, two or 300,000 um, came from, from 401k and just p- funneling in there and getting the matches and just, you know, staying on top of it.
0: It's kind of like magic. Cause I did the same thing in my early twenties. I got locked into a 401k early on, left the job three, that three years later, gosh, I had probably like 40 or 50 grand in there and Please, if I had to say that on my own, <laughs> it would have been a different story. It would have been a different number.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, know, I don't know. I don't follow the rules or anything, but weren't they talking about like a lot of employees? Don't they automatically enroll you and then you actually have to go out of your way? Yeah,
0: to- I'm a big fan <laughs> of that. Yeah, I think that's, that's genius because, I mean, left to our own volition, let's be honest. We're not yeah. going to, you know, a lot of us don't or we forget. We have good intentions like you did and then you just forget. So
1: right and every right.
0: help every 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 bit of support can go a long way. Yes. well, let's talk about financial fail, a big failure in your life that uh you know was put like stopped you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. It was something that maybe even to this day you reflect on, you're like, oh man, that sucked, but yeah. you know it was a it was also a a learning lesson as well. <sighs>
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it has to be my, my buying my house, you know, a lot of good came out of my career and life and, and, and blogging and all that kind of stuff, um, which I would never take back. But, you know, when I bought the house, like we were literally looking, we were on the road looking like literally looking for signs for a two bedroom apartment. We were trying to see if we wanted to rent. We, we took a wrong path, like went the right instead of left and came across like all these beautiful homes. They weren't huge or anything, but they were like homes for sale. And within like 48 hours of seeing the first sign and looking at it and talking to a realtor, like we had signed paperwork and we had paid, you know, we went from trying to rent like a two-bedroom apartment for 1200 bucks a month um, to buying like, I think it was like $360,000. No money down, no budget, nothing. We just said, all right, let's just do it. Because everyone we know, everyone – all our friends were getting, you know, married and buying homes is everyone is talking about how good of an investment it is. And that's like the next step of like your adulthood, you know, all this stuff, you know, and now I'm, I go with the, you know, I go with my emotions, right. Here's an example where it can be bad. Um, and we bought the house. Um, and it, well, fortunately we could afford it. Um, but unfortunately I realized that home ownership, like you really have to you know, it, it takes a certain person, at least in, in my head, to be able to to live that lifestyle. You know, like you have to stay put for a certain amount of years. You have to be able to maintain stuff, right? There's a lot of like stuff that goes along with it that people don't talk about often. You know, um, and so for me, so we bought it for three hundred and sixty. Then the whole market crashed. Uh, we bought like right as everything was about to pummel. You know, go down. Um, I think it was worth like two hundred seventy thousand at some point. Maybe it's up to like three hundred or three hundred twenty now. Um, and, and now we rent somewhere else, and we have a renter in there. Um, but but that decision a was stupid because I didn't think about it long enough. I didn't think about my personality with homeownership long enough. You know, I grew up in the military, and we moved. You know, every one, two, three years. So I was never in one spot for a couple of years. So the fact that I like was stuck here now you can't just like return a house, right? Like you're in it for a while. Um, was, it was a big, you know, learning lesson for me.
0: I bet. Well, and kind of, you know, I, I, I hear these stories often enough where I'm like, look, we all went through a period of tough toughness in, in the, I guess, mid two thousands, late two thousands, you know, whether it was losing equity in your home, losing your job, um, your 401k became a okay, you know. <laughs> but it's how you grow from that period. And, and for a lot of us, you know, we didn't have control over where the markets were going. Obviously we couldn't control if our company was going to lay us off, but it's how you recover that really differentiates you and makes what would have been a failure for life, just a failure, kind of a blip on your radar.
1: Right. Right.
0: Cool. That- All right. I'm oh, sorry. Were you going to say something?
1: No, no, I'm just nodding my head here. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing, right? Like, who knows this year what stupid stuff we're going to do, right? And like financial people, too. We always make so many stupid mistakes. Oh, and yeah. it's fun, like, having a blog to be able to, like, talk about it, to let people know, hey, look, everyone is stupid. Sometimes. Yeah,
0: we're all human. We're all in this together. <laughs> right. Well, let's flip it, Jay. Let's talk about a so money moment. And I suspect you've had many. But what's one that you'd like to share that really illustrates You at your finest, you at your financial finest.
1: Yeah, I think that that's something that I did that actually I tried to plan ahead of time and really focus on was uh, when I decided that I wanted to blog full time. Um, So I was working a nine to five um, at a startup um, in the DC area. And I was doing the blog on the side. First, it was only like half an hour a day, you know, 10 minutes here and there. And over time I started realizing, oh, this is fun. I think I'm on the right track here. I started making some money. And so I thought like, what would it take for me, um, to leave my nine to five and just blog full time, you know, for a living, which is crazy. You know, I didn't even know that was a possibility back in the day. Um, and so, uh, the only thing I think of was a, like, I'd have to have a big, you know, pile of cash, in case like my blog doesn't make money or whatever, because it's so crazy, you know, online. Um, And so I made a conscious decision to save. um, The the goal was to hit 50,000 in cash. Like that was like my comfort number. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I can have 50,000 in cash, as soon as I have that, I'm going to, you know, quit. I'm going to go for it. Um, And so what I would do is I had my nine to five, but then nights, weekends, even sometimes at the nine to five, you know, I I would work on the blog and I would, you know, strive to make more and to grow the site and to, to have fun. Um, and, and so everything was going along pretty well. I, all, anything I made on the side from my nine to five, whether it's blog or other online hustles, I poured it all into this account. Um, so I didn't spend any extra money that I was making. Um, and so, so that helped. And then um, around, I think I hit around like 42,000, um i thought it was around christmas time and i thought you know man it would be awesome to kind of you know start a new year as a blogger and i didn't hit fifty thousand, but it's still kind of close you know and i was talking to my wife and she's like you gotta do something like you are working 40 hours on the blog and 40 hours at work you know like you're burning out like you can't you gotta give something up and i was like well it's not gonna be you know the blog stuff that's what i like um So I said, all right, well, I think I'll go in today, you know, again, it was around Christmas time. I thought maybe I'll give you my two weeks notice and, you know, just kind of, you know, go out there with the 40000 backup cash and and see what happens. I go in, everyone's looking at me funny. I think Mm -hmm. like my hair's messed up or I'm a booger or just something weird, right? (laughs) I get called into the office and I get laid off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is crazy, you know, because I had a plan, but I was nervous. And so anyway, so I... um became a full time blogger on the spot. Um, But but and I never had to touch that money initially, but but it gave me the confidence to, like, pursue the dream, right? Mm -hmm. Like worst case scenario, I became a full full time blogger, I stopped making money, and I drained my 40,000. And then I go get another job. You know, I know, it's not as easy just to get a job. But you know, what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, well, I think that it was the stars aligning. You know, and they say there there was someone who told me earlier today a really great quote. It was something like, you know, uh, you make your own luck. And, you know, in other words, yes, there are some things that are out of your control, but then there are things that are in your control. So you couldn't have predicted that your company was going to kick you out and lay you off. And by the way, I've been there. So I know how that feels. However, all the while, up until that moment, you'd been planting the seeds for this exit anyway. And sometimes right. you just need that kick in the pants and uh, to convince you to, to basically, you know, push you out the door and say, you have to do this now.
1: Yeah, it was that I'm really glad that happened because it I knew I wanted to do it. But even when you know something, it's so hard to actually pull the trigger, you know, because then you second guess like what if the company like I knew it was in bad times anyways, like eventually the company we knew it was in trouble. Um, but what happened if it turned around and it was a startup and made millions of dollars and then everyone's rich and then here I just like left right before that happened, right? Like you always second guess yourself. But when so- when the world says, hey, guess what? Boom, like you're out of here. Mm. I couldn't do anything about it, right? I was like, yes, yeah, so well, that's little What was I
0: supposed stuff. to do? I had to start the blog. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, my wife is actually, I got laid off on her birthday and then oh. I was like, oh, I got to go to a bar and have some beers, you know, oh. it like, was crazy, It was like a weird thing.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the day I got laid off, I went to dinner and had a drink. I was (laughs) clinking and, you know, it was clinking glasses. It was, I didn't put, my my friends were like doing this and I was like, guys, you know, let's, let's relax. This is actually a sad time in my life, you know, (laughs) but they're like, no, this is, this is your moment. You know, you don't even realize it. You're going to look back on this with such laughter. And I, and of course now I am. So.
1: Right. So enjoy
0: it. Yeah. Enjoy the moment. That's nice.
1: That's the nice thing about the online community too, um, at least in the personal finest, is everyone cheers you on. Um, like when I wrote my article about getting laid off, like all the comments were like, congratulations. Like, <laughs> oh, like, what I, like I was like, this is so weird Like yeah, not, what? You hear that, you know? I know,
0: I know, I know. I, I truly am thankful for, you know, all the online fans out there as well. Let's talk habits, Jay. Uh, what is a financial habit or money ritual that you have? It could be daily, it could be less frequent, but it is a ritual that you yeah. practice to help keep your money in check?
1: Um, so right now, uh, my ritual is, is my Craigslist habit. Um, so every Friday, I literally look around my house for something I can sell. Um, and and then I try and sell it. And I, it sounds kind of like a, a little weird thing. I've been doing it for about four months now. Um, but the awesome thing about it, so first you find all the stuff that you shouldn't have around your house. And it's easy because everyone has stuff they can get rid of, right? That you don't care of. But over time, I'm finding like all these things that I normally like, but I'm like, no, like this is not important in my overall life, like happiness, right? Yeah. So I'm challenging myself to get rid of more stuff and my mind is feeling good. You make a little side cast, which is, which is good, but more importantly, like my whole mind is more free. And then when I'm out, like, you know, sometimes I just go wherever, to the mall or wherever and I find something, oh, this is cool, you know, maybe bring it home. But every time I catch myself picking something up, I'm like, would this be something that I would list on Craigslist again? You know, like <laughs> I don't want to just buy stuff to keep listing, you know? And so my, my whole last four months, you know, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but I'm, I walk around the house, I find stuff, a whole bunch of stuff in the basement, you know? And it's just a good habit to like get rid of stuff and detach myself from things. Like I'm realizing more and more like the importance of, of you know, non-things, I guess for the most part, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And how long uh, does it take you to sell? Is it pretty quick?
1: Um, some things are easier. Yeah. Sometimes I sell it within a day or two. Sometimes it's a week. There's some things I've had listed for like two or three months, um, you know, that I'll probably just end up donating. Um, but it's like, it's just, it's like the habit of just going through it and making sure it takes like 30 minutes, 40 minutes total. By the time you find something, take pictures, write a description, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm sticking to it. And, and you, again, like going back to like setting rules for yourself, like You know, if it's midnight and I haven't done it, I'm like, no, you're not going to bed until (laughs) like like that, like I have to keep on track because the minute I break, it's like working out. I can be fine if I work out every day. I miss one day and I'm done. You know, like I just don't go back.
0: Right, right. It's a slippery slope once you don't go
1: yeah um so 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 yeah for me that's my ritual now um and it's starting to incorporate in when i see ads all of a sudden i'm really pissed off at like ads on tv and the radio because i'm like all they want to do is like take my money like this all, everything is built around taking your money it's crazy it
0: is it is and i <laughs> even even i have fallen prey to the infomercial at four o'clock in the morning because now i have a baby so sometimes right. you're up at weird hours and you're <laughs> trying right. to like you know maybe keep stay awake so you watch stupid television and I have totally bought the Cindy Crawford uh, skincare like kit um, one for me and one for my mother because this is what I do when I buy something stupid for myself I justify it by gifting it to someone else as well is, so well, I've spent twice fun. as much money but I'm like but it was a gift <laughs> and I can I can I can sort of enjoy this with someone else and feel right. not so stupid.
1: You know, that is actually really funny. Like
0: it's that. so twisted. Um, so even I have succumbed to the the uh, all that crazy marketing online. But anyway, thanks for sharing that. That's really inspiring. I'm looking in my room right now, and I can point out about four or five things I should probably get, off, get on Craigslist.
1: Yes, yes. Makes it harder with kids now because they have a whole other set. Oh, please. So. It's
0: like never ending. <laughs> <sighs> right. Okay, Jay, we're almost... Uh, wrapping up here before we do, we have our, so money fill in the blanks. Ready?
1: Okay. Yes.
0: If I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say a hundred million dollars. The first thing I would do is.
1: Uh, first thing I would do is is sit on it and just dream about all the awesome stuff you can do with it.
0: Yeah. So you would reflect and think good answer. Good answer. I haven't gotten that one yet.
1: It's, it's you know, it's with like a lot of stuff, like it's, it's not fun, but like chocolate, like a lot of things smell better. And when you think about it, it always feels like it tastes a lot better. But then when you actually eat it or maybe not chocolate, but with other things, it's like, oh, it didn't taste as good as it smelled or in my head, I, had, I was still excited about it, you know?
0: Right, right. So yes. I like,
1: I like dreaming about stuff a lot before pulling the trigger.
0: I like it. The one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is. Oh, it's
1: the easiest one in the world. Daycare.
0: Oh. I, and it costs more than a half, my mortgage or my rent. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Well, now you've got two kids. Yes.
1: Yes. It goes up a lot more when you have two kids.
0: But I concur. I mean, I have a, I have, a, I don't have daycare. I have a, um, a full-time nanny, uh, eight hours a day. And you soon realize how little you can get done in eight hours. But uh, it's eight sad. hours that I can't give up. I got to work. <laughs> okay. And right. she saves us. And she's wonderful with our son. So I appreciate her. That's good. My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot of money on is?
1: Old coins. I'm a coin collector. Mm. And so I love coins from the like 1800s. And there's all kinds of currency. We used to have like two cent coins and three cent coins and half pennies and half dimes. Two dollar bill. Two dollar bills. Yep. All that stuff. I love Old currency.
0: Apparently, you can just go to the bank and ask for, like, you go there and you're like, hello, my name is Farnoosh, and I would like uh, $500 in $2 bills. (laughs) And it takes a few days, but they give it to you. This oh, according to awesome. my, this, I don't have like the best source for this, but I, I'm going to try <laughs> this someday because I think it'd be so cool to walk around with two dollar bills.
1: Yeah, actually, you know, there's a lot of people. Um, I know that you, you, I think, are, are is coming on the show, or is on the show, James Altucher. That's who it
0: was. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I should have credited him. But yes, yeah, so you're a good listener of the show. It is yeah. James Altucher. Yeah, he's the one who told me about it.
1: Well, the thing is, so I used to do, um, I'd go to the bank anytime. Like, I had this thing where I'd, I'd save $2 bills and see how many I can get. And every time I walked by a bank, I'd go in and I have to buy whatever amount of $2 bills they had in their till there. And then I would just sash it. And eventually I end up with like $300, $200 bills. Um, and so I'm like, well, this is stupid. I'm just going to keep piling up, doing nothing. Um, but then I started using them for like tips. Like, people love getting $2 bills for tips. Like, people smile. You give yeah, them as gifts. They
0: won't like forget awesome. you. Like, they won't forget you. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up is.
1: One thing I wish I knew about money growing up. Um, I would say that, um, that there's an unlimited resource to it, but you can't be really greedy and try and get it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's fine. Like, like, Someone, I think it was on Core or somewhere, someone mentioned, like, if you earn money, does that mean someone else loses that money? Does it, like, always equal out in the end? And it's a really interesting question. I never thought about that. And of course, it's, it's not true, but, like, there, you can you always get, like, money, like, but, but, but it's not, like, what's, like, important in life. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Right. It's not a
1: zero sum game. Yes, exactly.
0: When I donate money, I like to give to blank because.
1: Um, I give money. So I give money to anyone who asks me. Um, Oh, good to know. (laughs) Yeah, I got something to share on here, right? Because I don't have a particular cause that I really strongly believe in. But what I believe in is people like I love one on one direct people. So whether it's someone on the streets, and I know this is like taboo, right? But I'll give money. Um, if it's someone that's saying, hey, I'm trying to raise money for this, I always say yes. If someone, hey, I'm running a race for this, I always say yes. So I always support all the people that have the causes that they really believe in. Um, and so whenever I say yes, like it just all my that's where all my donations go. I don't have one single place that I donate to.
0: Well, like I said, this is good reference. <laughs> yes. Everybody, we'll be putting Jay's email at somebody.casts.com. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, just kidding. And finally, when... And finally, I'm so money because
1: because I know that it's not about the money at the end. It's about what money gives you, which is freedom. And that's that's I think the out of all the seven years blogging online, like that's what I'm realizing at the end of the day is being able to do what you want to do when you wake up and have fun and, and not have to worry about the money. So you need the money to get there but the end goal is to the freedom of doing what you want to do every day.
0: Yes. And sometimes it helps to figure out what that end goal is before you start coming up with yes. a money making strategy.
1: Yes, definitely. So that will motivate you. Yes. Yes.
0: Jay money. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Tell us where we can learn more about you.
1: Yeah. So you can go to Um, And then I have uh, my professional site, which is jmoney.biz and it lists all the projects that I'm working on. Um, and yeah, shoot we email, find me on Twitter at sexy. I love engaging with people and talking and, um, talking about money. It's fun.
0: And now you're getting into coaching. I'm so happy you're doing this.
1: Oh, the coaching stuff is fun. I'm learning a lot about life and human behavior by helping people with their money. It's really fascinating.
0: And like I've always said, you need your own show. So any producers <laughs> or talent agents out there looking for a number one hit show about money, which is really hard <laughs> to do. Um, Jay's your guy. Call Jay. I'm going to
1: call it That's So Jay Money. That's So okay? Jay Money. Okay.
0: Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Thanks again, Jay. Have a great year and we'll be in touch.
1: Thanks, Farnese. Thanks, everyone.
0: Well, that's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Jay Money, please head over to BudgetsAreSexy.com. You can also check out RockstarFinance.com. And of course, Jay is on Twitter at BudgetsAreSexy. We have all the links for where to find Jay at SoMoneyPodcast.com. And there you can find the transcript and the comments from this episode and all previous ones. And as always, keep your questions coming and your comments as well. Every Saturday and Sunday, I dedicate this podcast to answering answering your questions and responding to your comments. So how to get in touch, just hop onto somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh, and ask away about work, money, life, babies, weddings, the podcast, you name it. uh, I'll attempt to answer (laughs) as much as I can. And folks, before we leave, I just wanted to say thank you for your support for this podcast. It's been more than eight weeks now and running uh, daily. People can't believe that this is a daily function and sometimes I can't believe it. And you know, the best thing that uh, you can do really to continue your support besides listening, of course, and telling all your friends about it and subscribing is to leave a short review on iTunes. I know this takes time, but if you are willing to do this, I'm willing to try to give you a gift in return. So I've decided that for everyone who writes a review, if you email me, farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. I will select one, one review every week. I'll read it out loud here on the podcast. I'll name your name and and I'll gift you 15 free minutes with me, a money blitz, to go over whatever it is you want to go over. I know 15 minutes isn't a whole lot of time, but it's it's my gift to you and hopefully it's, it's a start for us to connect on an issue that you're having with money. So uh, I hope that that will encourage you to hop on iTunes and leave a review. I thank you in advance, and I hope your day is so money. Thanks.